We doubt that God can make a way where there is no way in our lives. But we forget that this is the same God that made a universe out of nothing. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessors podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. I'm very sweaty right now, but welcome to episode 120. You might ask, why are you so sweaty, Emmanuel? Is it because your, your room is hot? It's the hot room. That's partially the reason. Also, because I've been running back and forth this morning because a lot of things have been going on that I did not plan for. But never fear, because that's kind of the topic of this entire episode. So maybe God wanted me to draw from that in some type of way to talk about what I'm going to talk about today. And ultimately, the lesson that I want to talk about today that I think is really going to edify a lot of people as it has edified me is to praise God in advance. Do not withhold your praise from God. All right. Even though it's really hot in here, I'm going to take this time. I'm going to close the window right next to me. Give me a second. Just because it's when I like to start recording that every Tom, Dick, and Harry likes to drive past my house, apparently. All right. So, look, we're going to talk about praising him in advance. Let me get more positive. All right. Cool. I've just been running around a lot, guys. Give me a break. Um, so the point of this episode is to not withhold praise from God, ladies and gentlemen. It's something that God has really told me about this past week. And ultimately, I think that there are places that God has brought us to in life where we are currently crying and we are weeping and we are panicking. But this is actually the place where God wants us to praise him for the sake of our own edification. Right. And also for the sake of his glory. Um, I think that we have tricked ourselves into thinking that us serving God and us being Christians think that we're going to have easy lives, that door is going to open after door opening after door opening. But that's just simply not it. It doesn't matter how many gospel lessons you preach about, you know, prosperity and doesn't matter how much, you know, motivational speeches that you hear about whatever it might be the christian life comes with some struggle the christian life comes with some burdens um the christian life can indeed be hard not everybody's going to be rich not everybody's going to be going through called to a task that's so easy for them to complete there are there are closed doors that you will come in contact with and i really wanted to talk about closed doors today and how we ought to be praising god through the midst of it all all right I'll tell you that doing work for the Lord is not easy. You know, I'm out here running around to and fro, um, even just trying to start this podcast going. For whatever reason, my mic just stopped wanting to respond, apparently. So you have this big old thing sticking out the back of it now, hooked up to a, uh, what's that called? A mixer. Then the mixer's hooked up to the laptop. That was part of it this morning, but... God is so good, guys. God is still good, man. We got it here, right? Now you're recording. I'm listening. You're listening to me. You know, we still got this episode out on time. Everything happened. You're looking at me. I mean, you're listening. Glory be to God. Let's talk about praising God in advance. Um, I'm going to start off with a clip from episode 99 where I kind of touched on this. Um, so let's hear it. Following God's way can sometimes look like you are missing opportunities. 
They'll ask you, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why didn't you do it this way? Why didn't you do it that way? Why are you going that way? That's the long way. But it's not that we believers are choosing the long way. It's that we believers are choosing God's way. And here's the thing about choosing God's way is that you are submitting to the fact that this way can be long or it can be short. It can be easy or it can be hard. But you are submitting to the simple fact that as long as it's God's, it's the way that I'm going. And that's what David said. And sometimes it looks like you're going to miss this opportunity then miss that opportunity and miss this and miss that. But can I really ask you if you truly believe that God is who he is and he's leading you down a perfect path. What can you miss? The definition of perfect is no misses. The definition of perfect is no misses. Mm. Dang. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit be, be, be the one speaking. Like a lot of people be saying, thank you, this, thank you, that. No, no, no. I be listening to this stuff as myself and I'm edified as the spirit leads me through these lessons. All glory goes to the father. The definition of perfect is no misses, ladies and gentlemen. If you believe that God is perfect as we do by faith and also by the ways that we've seen him act in our lives, we believe he's perfect. We believe his ways are perfect. And if we are following God, then that means that it doesn't matter what type of roadblock or what type of you know issue that we meet in our lives. We should have the faith to know that, you know what? God is perfect. His way is perfect. Somehow I'm going to get to the other side of this. Somehow I'm going to get through this. Somehow all of this is going to work together for my good. That actually gets really hard, right? It's really hard to believe that God doesn't miss, especially when we come in contact with closed doors why on earth do closed doors exist if god doesn't miss closed doors or what we call missed opportunities or what we call roadblocks or what we call anything pretty much that causes us to make a detour around what exactly we were focused on detour around the plans that we had projected already right and i would say that there's a difference between you know your regular obstacles and what we call closed doors you know your obstacles that you face in life you know you got to fight through it you got to you got to pray through it you got to work through it you got to you know what i'm saying and like you beat it but there are some closed doors that just stay closed and you have to find another way and that's where a lot of us panic our first reaction to coming in front of a closed door that is not budging is to panic is to pout, is to lose focus, is to go crazy, become hysterical, just so sad, so down, so depressed. I actually, you know, had a moment where I faced a closed door this past week. So, you know, if you're listening to this on Monday morning, then what you're going to see later on this day, and, you know, if you listen to this after, then this is just kind of weird, but we're going to make an announcement that we are bringing back the unassociated poetry jam it's finally happening um it's funny because the last one was canceled because of covid like the day that we got confirmation on the venue is the day that um ucla shut down and we we're supposed to do the event at ucla but yeah we're doing unassociated poetry jam is coming back and we have started plans we have been we have been planning in the shadows and um you know pray for us on that entire journey it should be coming up um, very soon and we'll, we'll have more details of course but you know we 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 came into our first roadblock we came into our first closed door this past week um and, and i'm gonna be honest with you you know did i want the closed door to happen not necessarily but for the first time that i can recall in my life 
a closed door, unexpected closed door was met right in front of me. And I was legitimately at peace. And I have been for the most part since the news came that, that, you know, that we had. Right. And what's so interesting to me, and I know like a lot of people can relate. I love it when I notice the growth that God has been doing in me to where, you know, if something like this were to happen a year ago, I would just start panicking. But this time I had peace. It's not peace because I know that I'm going to figure it out because I still don't know what the answer is yet. <laughs> but it's actual peace and just knowing that what I'm doing is the work of the Lord and 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 God is with me in this in this uh in this endeavor and he's going to make a way where there is no way because we serve a way making God ladies and gentlemen it's not very common for me to just have that type of peace right but there's been a verse that I've been admiring and I've been really praying that God make me like this in his Psalm chapter 112 verse 7 where it says he shall talking about a righteous man hypothetically he shall not be afraid of evil tidings other version will say bad news he shall not be afraid of bad news his heart is fixed trusting in the lord and i've always wanted to be like this hypothetical man that the psalmist is talking about this person that is not scared nor flustered with bad news because his heart is fixed when I see when I hear heart is fixed, my, my mind goes to his mind is made up. He's stubborn. He he's stubbornly stagnant in one position, and that position is trusting God. It's God word. I want to be like this man. And I would hope that every one of us will want to be like this man. Because the peace comes from one thing and one thing only, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, a, it's I believe the Holy Spirit is what communicated this to me. Is that no closed door is closed because God cannot open it. No closed door in your life. No closed door in life that you will face is closed because God cannot open it. But a lot of us, we forget that. We forget the God that we are served. We forget how great, we forget how big he is. And don't get me wrong, there are many reasons as to why um, doors can be closed. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it can be the enemy. You know, sometimes it can be, you know, some things that we have to get done and so on. Um, but I will say this: there's something I want to highlight. And I made a post about it um, last week. And, you know, I wanted to kind of talk about it on the podcast as well, where, the reality is that sometimes the doors that are closed in our lives are answered prayers, but we don't see it as answered prayers. You see, a lot of us, we get up in the morning and we go to sleep at night. And what's the one main thing that we pray for every time? Protection. Protection for us. We pray for protection for our family, right? But the thing is, we don't have perfect discernment on our own. We don't have perfect wisdom. We don't, we're not always able to tell what is good and what is bad. And there are some things that look so good, right? And we want it so much, but there's a closed door in front of it. And sometimes that, that, that closed door exists because of God's protection over our lives. Because what we thought was going to be good for us actually was going to be terrible for us. And God closes that door. And we mistake his, his, this closed door for being a move of the enemy or, or a move of just us not being good enough. But in reality, it's God answering our prayers. You ask for protection. God is protecting you. You didn't notice. But that's still the reality. Some of us even resort to now believing that God is not able to solve certain issues because we face closed doors. But no, he was just answering your prayer, hon. Don't be so naive. 
It's like I'm really talking to myself. Don't be so naive. You know, a lot of us, we start to doubt if God's even there, if God's real, if God's if God loves you because these doors are closed in your life. Don't be so naive. And especially don't 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 doubt God's light, God's love for you. Remember, this is the same God that went out of his way. There is no law. There is no standard. There is no anything to say that God needed to die for your sins and grant you eternal life. Let's let's start right there, let alone anything that you want to accomplish in your life. Let's start right there. I don't ever think that it's justified for us to question whether the God that literally came on earth and died in the flesh for us, whether he loves us or not. What, because you didn't get the job that you wanted? Because the relationship didn't last the way you wanted it to last? I don't think that that's fair. Personally, I don't think that that's fair. But what I really want you guys to understand is that nothing is too hard. Nothing is too tricky. Nothing is too confusing for God. There's no door that he cannot open. There's no door that is closed because he cannot open it. So why do closed doors exist? Yes, it could be for protection. It could be for other reasons as well. It could be, you know, like I listed before. Um, But I think that the most important thing to hit home is one of the reasons, one of one of the reasons how do I say this? <laughs> something that's not a reason. There you go. What we need to realize is something that is not a reason, right? And is that, you know, it's not that God can't open it. And I think that that anti-reason, I guess, if what you call it, is what really should give us peace. I think that that's enough to give us peace and knowing that, you know, it's this, this roadblock that I have in front of me is not here or this closed door I have is not here because, because God can't take care of it. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if if we know that it's not there because it's stronger than God, it's not there because God can't take care of it, then we should also know that we are serving a way-making God. We sing the song. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keep. Stop playing with me. We sing the song. What's the other song? Um, you may. I'm coming for somebody's job. I'm coming for somebody's job. But we sing the songs, right? You know? And then it's it's not enough that we sing the songs, but we have to apply it to our lives that we are serving a way making God. I give you Isaiah 41 verse 19 it says, behold, I will do a new thing. And this is God speaking to the children of Israel. But I want you to uh, listen to this. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I really wanted to hit home on that. That's that that pinpoint the way in the wilderness because traditionally it's called the wilderness because there is no ways in it. The fear that we have when we think of the wilderness is the loss of direction, being lost, not having any sense of direction, not having any path to follow in order to get out of it. But what God is saying that he can make a way where there traditionally is no way. He can make a way out of no way because we serve a way making God. So that means when we come in contact with a closed door, that's not necessarily any reason to panic. That's the time where we're supposed to be praising God, because what we're going to do is now see the glory of God shine in our lives. We are going to see the way making God in action, because now look at this. We get front row seats to a miracle. We get front row seats to a testimony that we will live. Because a way making God is about to make a way out of no way. Because that closed door, man, 
Sometimes we get messed up. And I've said this so many times where we think that the obstacles in our life is us versus the obstacles in our lives. But when we are servants of the Lord, these obstacles are standing in the way of God, not you. Step out to step out to the side for one second. Just realize that this is not just about I have to I have to open this door because my blessing is on the end of this door. Yeah, that's part of it. Right. But it's more so the fact that there's a position that God needs me in. And this door chooses to stand in front. Ah, sorry for that door. Sorry for that door. We serve the creator of the universe, and I thought it would be really cool to read from Job, Job 39. And this is when God gives a response to Job after Job was complaining about really, I mean, losing everything and suffering. And honestly, it's funny because when you read the story of Job, I don't know if anybody that I know would be able to suffer as much as Job did. But the fact that God still answered in such the way that he answered really shows how Yes, we serve a lowly God, but we also serve a God that knows the big picture and he does so simultaneously. And 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 real quick before I read this, it's not bad to question God. It's not bad to ask God questions. We, we see throughout the word of God that people ask God questions. But when we start to act, ask God questions as if we've lost our mind to the point where we're now even being um hostile and to the point where we're now even starting to act like god is our mate that's when it becomes an issue so then what god said is okay job get up gird your loins like a man and answer me these questions and starting at verse four god is speaking and job says where were you when i laid the earth's foundation tell me if you understand who marked off its dimension surely you know who stretched the measuring line across it on what were its on what were its footing set or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy who shut the shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb when i made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness when i fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place when i said this far you may come and no farther here is where your proud waves halt and he goes on <laughs> like for chapters god was not playing with this man <laughs> and he goes on but the point of this is just like I want you and, and, and if you have time, read read that, you know, that that place where God's just really like he had to rem he has to remind us sometimes, like, do you know who you who I am? <laughs> like, do you know like that I am I am? Like literally. And I think it's just so funny that this is the person that we are we're God, this is the person that we are doubting to make a way in our lives where there is no way. Yes, the same person that made a universe when there was no universe. We doubt that God can make a way where there is no way in our lives. But we forget that this is the same God that made a universe out of nothing. And just as much as he is concerned, I'd say even more than he is concerned about creating the planets and creating the galaxies and the stars and so on. Need I remind you that Luke chapter 12 or 7 talks about how every number, every hair on your head is numbered and accounted for. So he cares about both the great 
and the big and the small and the tiny. This is a God that we serve. So, yes, he is concerned with making a universe out of nothing and also is concerned with making a way in your life where there is no way. There's some of us that God has given a, a word, but our reality just simply doesn't match it. And because of that, we cry. And because of that, um, you know, we come face to face with all these closed doors and we panic. We cry. Some of us are crying because we just legit thought that this stuff was going to be easy. And the reason why I can say that and I know that that's the case is because that is my case. And I know I'm not alone. If I tell you, man, I didn't know Unassociated was going to be this hard. I didn't know planning Poetry Jam was going to be this hard. I didn't know having a podcast was going to be this hard. Why on earth did my mic just stop working? I, like, what, what is the problem? But God still made a way. But, like, still, like, just the stressors of it, the pressures of it, the issues that come about, the closed doors that come about, the different things that can come about that can be so discouraging week after week after week after week after week after week. Don't get me wrong. There's blessings mixed upon, uh, mixed mixed in with those things. But it's just this stuff is not easy. And God is calling you to things. And some of them can be easy, but a lot of them are not going to be easy. You're going to face a closed door. But what are you going to do when you face a closed door? Some of us shut up our mouths and we panic and we cry. But that's the place where God wants to get glory. And he wants you to praise his name. He wants you to trust him. By God's grace, this is probably going to be the... I'm sorry. I said probably. Let's do that again. By God's grace, this is going to be the best poetry jam that we have done in Jesus' name. And even as I'm saying that, I don't know how exactly. But if that's what God wants it to be, then that's what it shall be. Hmm. God wants us to be confident. That what he said he will do, he will do. And it may not happen how we want, when we want. It may be harder than we thought. We may face closed doors. We may face many pressures. You may have to get a team when you thought you could do it all alone. Um, but he wants us to be confident. And I think, you know, a lot of our confidence can come, if not all of our confidence can come from the fact of us knowing that God, that what we're doing is in line with God's will and it's God's work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's really, you know, that, you know, alongside, you know, you guys and really guys, you know, God using you to encourage me. Um, that's been a big thing that has kept me going, just knowing that I am doing what God wants me to be doing. But I would be remiss to act as if we all know what God wants us to be doing. Because I feel like that's one of the most common questions that us young Christians ask. How do you know your purpose in life? How do you know what God wants you to do? And you'll listen to all these life gurus that will tell you to do what you love and listen to all these life gurus that tell you to do all the different stuff. And you know, a lot of the times it sounds great, but at the end of the day, I don't, for me, this is talking about me. I, I you tell me do what I love them do as I don't feel comfortable doing nothing unless I know it's, that it's what God wants me to do. That's me personally. Um, so I have to know. And for those people who are in that stage, I want you to know that you are not alone. 
And that I think for anybody who has actually heard God, we can look back at those times where we're thinking, how am I supposed to know what's God? How am I supposed to know when he talks to me? How am I supposed to know this? How am I supposed to know that? And I think that one thing that has really helped me, um, I think one thing that's really helpful is a couple things. One, stop panicking. Chill out. Because all of that panicking you're doing is... I think if anything, it's harming your ability to listen. Panicking, I think it's harming your ability to listen because you're so bound in fear and so bound in fear of, you know, what's going to happen if he doesn't speak to you or what's going to happen if nothing changes. And that's where your focus is at. Your focus is not on Jehovah. Your focus is not on listening. Your focus is on what happens if he never speaks. And secondly, I would say that before you have faith to listen to God, you have to have the faith that believes that he will speak to you. Focus on that. Focus on whether you actually believe that God will speak to you. And he will speak to you in a way that you will understand. John chapter 14, verse 16 to 18, Jesus is talking to the disciples And this is before, you know, he's about to get taken away and be, you know, murdered and then resurrect and then transcend. So he's departing in a sense, you know. And what he tells him says, and I pray and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the holy, I'm sorry, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. May God please hearing and reading and understanding of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is telling them that he's going to pray that someone comes and abides with us forever. And who Jesus was talking about is the Holy Spirit. And I think one important thing to note it's something I actually learned in seminary. Okay, here comes a seminary hat on, right? Um, the word comforter here, the Greek word is actually parakletos. And what it translates to more accurately, I would say, and I think that, you know, it expands on the point. Comforter's not wrong here, but it expands on the point. It translates to one called alongside to help. So that's why other versions will say helper instead of, I believe uh, New King James Version says helper instead of comforter. But one called alongside to help, it'll comfort, it'll help, it'll, it'll guide you, it'll speak to you, it'll intercede for you. So many roles of the spirit. But what I want us to understand is that the spirit is here to help. The Spirit is real. The Holy Spirit is real. And the Holy Spirit will help you. And the Holy Spirit will guide you. So don't panic. God sees you. And He hears you. And He is so happy that you are making the effort to listen. So continue. Please continue. And for those of us who actually received the word already... I believe today I was sent here to tell you, you need to stop withholding your praise and you praise God right now. Don't wait till you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Don't wait for everything to line up. No, God deserves the praise. God deserves the praise for having died for your sins. 
but also he deserves the praise because if God has told you he's going to work it out, he is going to work it out. He's going to work it out. Yes, that door may be closed. Yes, it may seem like there is no way, but thank God we worship and we serve and we have a personal relationship with the ultimate way maker. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy and your love and for the opportunity that you've given me to record this episode because the enemy tried it. But we're here, Father, and I pray, Lord, that you please instill in your children that you are a way maker, that you make a way where there is no way, same way like you made a universe when there was no universe. There was nothing, no even materials for you to be using, but you did it. Let your name be glorified, Father. Help us, encourage us, help us to encourage ourselves in you, O God. Those of us who have fallen, help us to get back up. Those of us who have committed sins and we don't feel like getting back up, Father, help us to know your grace, Lord. Help us to live in your grace and rely on you, Lord. Let your name be glorified in our lives, O God. Let us live lives as lights to draw men and women onto you, Father. And the next time we come in contact with a closed door, it won't be a time for us to cry and panic. But it'll be a time that we put even more trust in you. It'll be time where we praise you in advance. It'll be a time where we know that somehow, some way, all things will work together for our good. Because we love you and we are called according to your purpose. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. I look forward to talking and talking more about this whole, like, you know, poetry jam and stuff like that. And, you know, if, if this episode helped you and you feel like it would help anybody else, um, then send it to them. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's go. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.